A new report from ITAE finds that North American banking institutions are increasingly concerned about fraud perpetrated via mobile banking. In fact, ITAE notes that over the next two years, many banking institutions say they expect to increase their online and mobile fraud mitigation investments by at least 20%. Here, Julie Conroy, research director at ITAE and author of ITAE's report, Digital Channel Fraud Mitigation, The Mobile Force Awakens, explains why banks are preparing and bracing for the worst. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So, Julie, as I mentioned in the introduction, this report is based on information that you collected from North American banking institutions. Did your research include banking institutions in Canada and Mexico as well as the United States? The research included 19 financial institutions in the U.S. and Canada. So 16 of the institutions were solely U.S.-based. Three of the institutions have a large presence in Canada. And then, Julie, can you tell us a bit about the sizes of the institutions that you interviewed or surveyed? All of the institutions have more than $50 billion in assets, and uh, about half of the institutions have more than $500 billion in assets. So it's a pretty representative sample of the largest 40 banks in North America. So, Julie, according to ITA's report, banking institutions say that they plan to increase their investments in online and mobile fraud prevention. Even though fraud perpetrated against the online banking channel has declined in recent years, Why are banking institutions anticipating more fraud? Well, we're in a happy state right now where the majority of banks that I interviewed either said that their losses are flat or down, but nobody expects this happy state to continue. We're in the process of migrating to chip cards in the U.S. market, and as we've seen in other markets, that has resulted in the fraud migration. And one of the places that the fraud goes is to online and mobile account takeover. One of the Canadian banks I interviewed actually said that after Canada migrated to chip cards, that particular bank experienced a doubling in its online and mobile account takeover losses over the subsequent two to three years. We also have things like same-day ACH coming to the U.S., which many banks believe is going to drive increased fraud losses, and the potential for true faster payments to come at some point, and also just continued instances of innovation preceding security and a lot of pressure from consumers to put more and more high-risk functionality into the online and mobile channels. So let's expand a bit here, Julie, on something that you mentioned about same-day ACH. So are banking institutions anticipating as same-day ACH is rolled out that fraud will migrate? No, it's more that right now ACH is absolutely a target in the online channel already. And as we see same-day settlement coming to ACH, that will shorten banks' windows to address the fraud. So banks are already planning to have to deploy additional types of technologies, behavioral analytics, things like that, to help them find the fraud faster because those settlement windows are going to be shrinking. So in the introduction, I talked about the fact that ITA's report notes that mobile fraud is expected to increase. But what about online fraud? Banking institutions are increasing their investments across the board where it comes to digital channels. Do they expect to see an increase in online fraud as well? Banks expect to see an increase in all types of fraud. And, and with mobile, it's, you know, it's pretty easy because the denominator today for mobile fraud is very small. So any increase is going you know, to be a substantial increase because we're really not seeing a lot of pure mobile fraud yet. Banks, again, do you believe that as more and more higher risk functionality gets pushed to the mobile device, you know, we will start to see more fraud manifest there. But one of the, the key reasons a number of banks I spoke with are focusing a lot of their investment dollars on the mobile channel is because we have this very powerful little device that 
over 65% of North American consumers are carrying with them at all times in the form of a smartphone. And so if you can effectively deploy the right type of security to that mobile device, it can be used not only to secure transactions going through the mobile channel itself, but then you can use your knowledge of that device to secure interactions in all of the other channels as well. And one of the concepts that bankers were talking to me about for the first time in a long time is you know, it gives them the opportunity to then potentially perform step down authentication and remove some of the friction because you have so much confidence in this very fortified device that people have in their possession. So that's a nice segue into something else that I wanted to ask about, Julie, and that is what types of mobile threats are banking institutions more concerned about? You know, we are seeing a rising tide of malware in the mobile environment. And again, it's coming from a pretty small denominator. Mobile malware is still completely dwarfed by online malware. And most of the malware in mobile today is still more nuisance than, than truly malicious. But again, as we do see more higher risk functionality going into the mobile device, we are also seeing that the bad guys are following. And we are seeing more truly malicious malware coming into mobile. One of the concerns of bankers I spoke with was, you know, right now with, with current technology they have deployed, a lot of them said, I couldn't even tell you if we're taking any mobile malware-based losses today because I can't really see the malware in my customer's mobile device. So that was one of the, the points of investment that many are looking to, to better understand. Is there malware on the device? Is it jailbroken? Is it rootkitted? What is the status of that device? And then they can adjust their defensive mechanisms from there. And certainly the, the types of functionality that we see going into mobile was, was another cause for concern. You know, the ability to add PEs and initiate wires, you know, all of that will carry a, a very attractive opportunity for fraudsters along with it. So let's go back to talk about some of the trends that have been positive over the course of the last couple of years. The FFIEC authentication guidance that was issued in June 2011 seems to have helped banking institutions shore up their online security. Now that the FFIEC has issued these new cybersecurity guidelines, Julie, do you think that could be part of the reason why banking institutions are beefing up their security and fraud prevention budgets? No, I don't actually because, you know, those cybersecurity guidelines are a little bit more focused on the info security side of the house than the application side of the house and the customer-facing pieces of things. So I think it really is a reflection just of the fact that online and mobile are the most strategic channels for banks. It's one where engagement with customers is increasing, onboarding of customers is increasing the most rapidly. And so they want to make sure that they can continue to effectively secure those channels. At the same time, reducing customer friction is a key driver. And as I asked banks about you know, how they're justifying their business cases for increased technology amid flat to declining losses, removing friction from the customer experience was absolutely the number one driver of the business cases. Now, one point you raised with the, the cybersecurity guidance is you know, one interesting piece of the research was we are really starting to see the fraud and infosecurity groups working much more closely together. And that was one of the questions I asked everyone was, to what extent are you organizationally aligned? And over a third of the banks have the head of fraud and the head of infosecurity reporting to the same boss one level up. And of the banks that still are more organizationally siloed, many of them said, at least half of them said, that they have some sort of a governance committee either in place or being formed 
that facilitate better communication between those two departments, recognizing that there are many shared threats and common solutions. That's a great point, Julie, because I wanted to ask you what recommendations you had for banking institutions. And it sounds like just based on some of the communications that that you've had with some of these leading institutions, they're really doing all of the right things. You know, it was it was really fun research to conduct because I, I think we are going to see some of these trends really drive a lot of the technology investments and the customer journey over the next couple of years. I, I do think that that mobile device as the center of the fraud prevention and authentication universe is something that we're going to see more and more banks embracing. Um, there, there's a couple of banks that are absolutely ahead of the pack and leading the way in this regard, but many banks are you know planning to follow as closely as they can in the next couple of years, recognizing the opportunity to both bring more security and less friction at the same time. I also think you know, seeing the department's info security fraud working more closely together, you know, that's, that's a really positive sign as well. It's, you know, we, we had talked about it for years with fraud and AML, and, and organizationally, in the U.S. at least, it just never really worked. Info security, the, the, the goals are much more aligned in that way. And so I think that uh, that is another trend. And that is one piece. The cybersecurity guidance did really encourage banks to form these government committees. And I think that's encouraging a lot of positive communication within those silos. And then, Julie, finally, before we close, are there any final thoughts you'd like to share with our audience about this new report or some of the mobile banking trends that we might expect to see over the next two years? Well, the report speaks both to the online and mobile banking trends. And, uh, yeah, I, I think There's a lot of good findings in terms of which technologies are really succeeding for banks. One of the the best pieces of news that came out of it was for many banks, corporate account takeover attacks are are really going away. Their technology has very effectively addressed it. Now, unfortunately, the the attacks are moving up the funnel, and they're attacking the small and medium-sized businesses with business email compromise, but that's, that's that's another conversation for another day. But it's showing a lot of successes. And nobody's sitting on their laurels. Nobody expects the losses to continue to be in this happy state. But I think it does show that we've made a lot of progress from three years ago when, when I engaged in a similar piece of research. And at that point, you know, the, the losses were, were going up steadily. So we're, we're making progress as an industry. Yes, and that's always good to hear. Thanks again, Julie. I appreciate your time today. My pleasure. Always good to speak with you. Again, we've just heard from Julie Conroy of ITE. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.